Neptune slept in my pillow all night last night. God. All night. And then he does this thing where, um, well, everyone knows that he has a little bit of breathing problems <laughs> to where sometimes it's hard when he's like in a deep sleep. Yeah. And so I get up for just like a second and just move my head and he does this tiny little squeak and then curls up again. And I'm like, I could die here and not even think I could, I don't need anything else in yeah. my life. I am 100% complete. It's important to me that all cats know I would die for them. Yeah. Yeah. I need them all to know that. I think I've never met a, I, no, I've never met a single cat that I haven't, even, even the asshole cats. Yeah. Even the asshole cats, I still like support. And I'm just like, you're misunderstood. Yeah. Even though you're fucking clogging my face. Yeah. The cat scratches me in the eye and I'm like, I'm so sorry I got in your personal space. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I just apologize. I guess just don't people who don't understand how to act around cats come to my house. Yeah. I don't think I'm friends with anybody that doesn't like cats. It's not even they don't like them. They just don't know how to act. Like if they've never had a cat. And so like they try to like get in their face or like pick them up, but they like them. Oh yeah. It stresses me out. My cat's going to scratch them. I've always told people like, you can, you can literally punch a hole in my wall and I won't give a shit. If you touch my cat in yeah. a way that he does not like, I will, I will absolutely set you on fire. No. Yeah. You're not fucking welcome. At yeah. My house. No. And, but then I, again, I wouldn't really invite anyone over. To yeah. Who would like, didn't like my animals. Cat. Yeah, yeah. Nobody would ever do that. Exactly. Also because my cats are saints. Yeah. I've never, besides Leo, I don't think I've ever met nicer cats. I know. Oh, we have good cats. Leo so is sweet. super, super nice. Leo just loves to love and loves to yell. Yeah. Yeah. He's a little aloof at times. Oh, which quite aloof. I think draws me in more. Yeah. You're like, ooh, he's got a secret. Yeah. Because my cats are so in your face all the time. Yeah. He likes to act like it's um a coincidence yeah. that he's constantly like at least like no more than two feet away from me. Yeah. Well, let me ask you a weird question. Um, <laughs> Do you like the way your cat smells? I don't think he really has much of a smell, like, as a cat. Really? But I do enjoy, like, if I'm, like, squeezing him or, like, giving him, like, a hug. Yeah. Okay, this might sound weird, but yeah. I've, my, well, especially Neptune, I think it might be because he lays in our clothes sometimes, oh, but yeah. I can't be sure because he doesn't do it so much anymore. Mm -hmm. But, like, I love the way he smells. Yeah. Just... Same with Athena. Athena I... smells really good, too. Dogs, I hate the way dogs smell. Yeah. I like my dog now, but I don't like the way he smells. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, I love dogs. And I'm absolutely going to get a dog when I no longer live in, like, a 200-square-foot apartment. <laughs> I love this apartment. Too. I love this apartment, too, so it's going to be a while till I get a dog. Um, a little bar cart over there. Love it. <laughs> yeah, I could fit a huge dog in here, right? Uh, <laughs> will he fit? Yes. Will <laughs> Will my landlord find out? Also, also yes. yes. <laughs> um, but, yeah, like, I, just, I want a dog. I just, like, I want my cat to, like, be cool with it, and he will yeah. absolutely not. No, my, my cats are still not cool with it, but they're getting, they just get better. Like yeah. I never, when we brought Thor home, I never thought that we would be able to have Thor and Athena, especially mm -hmm. in the same room together. And now they sometimes. Yeah, they coexist. Yeah. Sometimes when um Thor is laying down, Athena will go up and smell him, mm -hmm. which, and not hit him at all, which is really, really, I mean, anybody that has a cat and a dog yeah. knows that it's shocking. Yeah. Don't hit them. Yeah. It's amazing. Uh, welcome back to trying our best. Welcome back to talking about our cats, with <laughs> Carlin and Kaylee, for the first ten minutes of the podcast. Yeah, I mean, yeah. at least we got it out of the way. I think we really should start doing a um, like an intro to us. Oh, we probably should. I think it should just be that. Welcome back to trying our best. Yeah, I think that's. I think I think I've said it like most episodes. Oh, 
I'm sorry. I didn't know. <laughs> oh, no. It has not been on purpose or, like, a conscious okay. thought at all. It's been, like, me just feeling uncomfortable being recorded. I, we're getting a lot better. We are. We, like, just, we don't hesitate to hit the record button as much anymore. Don't say we. It's just you. Yeah. You have to hit it or else I will feel awkward. Yeah, and I have to make sure you don't know I'm doing it. I know. You're a good friend. Once you, yeah, once you realize, you're like, oh, okay. And but it hands up. Yeah, but if I, like, go one, two, three, like, record, like, yeah. some stupid shit like that, we will not be able no, to No, I'll this. be completely frozen. And that's okay. Like, I I know that about myself. It's yeah. fine. I am what I am. I think it's great. Um, Welcome back to Spooktober. 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 Episode? Trace. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it is three. Mm-hmm. Uh, check out our video episode. Yeah, we did our first video. Mm-hmm. So listen, <laughs> so listen, we're, we're trying something new. That is the whole, that's the whole fucking it's premise. It's trying our best. Yeah. We're trying to get better. Yeah. When we, okay, first of all, the video was a little, we didn't plan it out. No, well. we absolutely didn't plan it. So I'm sorry ahead of time. <laughs> and also it's our, that was my first time being recorded like that. I've never, Yeah. I tried it one time and I didn't succeed very yeah. well. So. Well, uh, just like stick with us because the videos are going to get better. Yeah. The next video should be probably a million times better yeah and you will not hate us as much as we hate ourselves <laughs> actually yeah, maybe can't, but can't promise that but you know we're trying <laughs> why do i try to promise things that i know i can't <laughs> keep i'm just amazed that like like we said we were gonna do spooktober like we planned it out and we're yeah. actually doing it and I'm i know actually, i'm really proud of us me too now are we uploading on the schedule that we promised no okay no, but, but we didn't release the ep- fucking schedule. Yeah, so they'll never know. Fuck everybody else. Yeah, fuck all our <laughs> listeners. I'm just kidding. Just we kidding. Need um, guys. We need more. Tell your friends. Tell, yeah. Tell your tell your dad. Um, I know. I actually <laughs> sent the video to my dad. I was surprised oh, that he was actually semi interested. So, dad, if you're listening, what up? Um, no, but seriously though, tell everybody that yeah. you know about the podcast. you know anyone who works for like blue apron or something <laughs> let them know that like there's a slamming new podcast that they need yeah to did you know to. that sometimes to get most of the time to get a sponsor that they require like three thousand um subscribers that or sounds listeners correct or actually that yeah. sounds reasonable on their part <laughs> we have like that we need that times like a hundred or we have that and we need to times that by a hundred <laughs> yeah yeah we do we can do this though i've I mean, it's not it's not like it's costing us anything to do this. No, it's not. I love it. But I, I would love to get paid. Um, I would also love some me undies. Oh, yeah. This, the pumpkin ones? Yeah. They're so cute. And I, I, just, I might just buy them, honestly. Yeah, me too. Okay. I like the matching ones. Yeah. How cute would that be? That'd be adorable. And can I say it? Huh? Can I say that you have a... Oh. No, okay. No, I mean, you can. It's like, maybe not in like, any like personal details. No, I won't. Carlin has a boyfriend. We were hoping for a girlfriend, but... Yeah, we were hoping for... Maybe next time. <laughs> um, don't want... I, I don't, don't want, want it next time. I know, I'm sorry. I make too many horrible jokes. Maybe next time it'll be a girlfriend. Um, yeah. I'll try... You just set me up with someone after... Yeah, I guess like this sounds terrible. I'm doing a bad job already. <laughs> No, it's great. I think it, you guys are early, yeah. so it's okay to say this. Though. Yeah, I think it is. Um, so Carlin can't make single jokes anymore. I, yeah, you're right. I guess I can't. Only I can, because I'm married and I can't go anywhere. <laughs> Wait, you get to make single jokes or married jokes? Single jokes. Oh, okay, so you get all of them? Yep. Okay, what, what can I do? Because about? yours can end, mine can't. Yeah, okay, that's true. You're <laughs> well, right. Well, it can, but it's I'm going to take all this money. Yeah. 
does that have a lot. Yeah, jokes on you. <laughs> jokes on me. <laughs> jokes on you. So okay. Funny. Okay. It's Spooktober. Today we're talking about um, everyone's favorite man, Ted Bundy. <laughs> everyone's favorite serial killer. Honestly, let's talk about, let's just get this out of the way. Ted Bundy was hot. And I think that was part of. That was for sure part of it. But I want it everyone to know where I stand on this. Yeah. I do think Ted Bundy's hot. I do too. Yeah. There's a lot of serial killers that I I never thought were hot. Yeah. Um, but that's because I think Jeffrey Dahmer's like kind of handsome. No, he is. Yeah, he's so. Have hot. you seen the previews for my friend um, Dahmer? I have. Ross Lynch from a mm-hmm. Teen Beach movie. <laughs> <laughs> Jeffrey Dahmer. You know what? He actually looks like he's doing a good. Oh job. no! I hope he is. I hope. I want the best for Ross Lynch. <laughs> I don't think he's not attractive. I do not think he's as attractive as Jeffrey Dahmer. Me either. But, you know. I've actually never seen pictures of Jeffrey Dahmer as a kid. Yeah, I guess I haven't seen him as a kid either. I've only seen, like, the, the, like, adult mugshot, like, the really handsome one. Yeah. I think that that's part of the reason why they work so Oh, absolutely, because they're charming and attractive. Don't bite me, Leo. I think that, so, like, if you think about, like, the Green River Killer, Mm -hmm. he didn't have to, I don't know if you've ever seen a picture of him, but not a... Not my, he's yeah. not that good looking, but he mostly killed prostitutes, so oh. he didn't really have to be, yeah. but for this to work for Ted Bundy. Yes, he, to, like, lure women. He had to be trying to be attractive. I feel like, okay, listen, let's just talk about something really quick. Yeah. Not to bring in something that I already hate, but we were talking about Shane Dawson. <laughs> no, keep going. Do you know where I'm going with this? Yeah, okay. I think, yeah. Okay. If we're talking about serial killers or, like, how they have to be charming yeah. and that kind of stuff, the Jake Paul series. Oh, my God. Okay. Let's talk about this. Yeah. I've been watching religiously. One, because I just love Shane Dawson. Me too. I'm finally going through my Shane Dawson phase. I had to wait for it for a while. Yeah, but, me too. Um, I wasn't... Yeah. No, I agree. I wasn't super into Shane Dawson. I didn't like when him when he was making, was. like, his old content with, like, Shanae, but mm-hmm. I like his, like, serious content. Like, he's the, like, doing Jeffree Star yes. and stuff like that. He's like, he's doing, doing something. Stuff. Yeah, he's doing something that I feel really, like, in tune with. Yeah. This is the shit that I'm here for. And the sociopath stuff. Yeah. Obviously. I'm that's honestly right shocked he's getting so much, like, backlash for this. Um, I'm, I'm kind of not. I guess I'm, like, not shocked on, like, one hand, but on the other hand, I'm, like, he can make whatever he wants. If no, can make... no kidding. And Jake Paul, he said he's fine. Everything. He's fine with it. It does. I'm excited. Okay, the next episode drops on Monday. Me too. I'm, I'm very excited. So excited, and I will absolutely be like taking my break at work to watch it. <laughs> I do that on my lunch. Yeah. I'm like watching, and people are like, "What the hell are you watching?" And I'm like, "You don't get me. You don't fucking get." And also, they're like, "I don't understand the series." I'm like, well, if you watch it, if from you the watch it, you'll understand. Yeah, you can't start number two. You can't like mm-hmm. just jump in. You gotta watch it from the beginning because he yeah. explains everything. Yeah, but I do think like on our like original topic, like, yeah, the Paul brothers are like charismatic. Like that's what looking. I mean. And yeah, so, like, they're charismatic, with those, like good sociopathic t- tendencies, mm-hmm. especially for Logan. Like, yeah, they know how to be yeah. charming in certain situations. They know how to like turn it on, and that's the scariest yes. part. That, no, that is scary. So here, but here's also my problem a little bit with the series is mm-hmm. that. At time, when, okay, when he was meeting with the therapist, I was really mm-hmm. actually more pissed off at the therapist than I yeah. was really at Shane because Shane doesn't know better. He's not yeah. a fucking licensed therapist. Exactly. But the therapist was making sociopaths seem like um, fucking disgusting. Yeah, and, I know. And I just don't think that that's fair. I don't think it's fair either. Like, I 
I didn't really like the therapist either. Yeah. I thought, like, she was making a lot of broad generalizations for someone to yes. be a medical professional. It, um, that's what I mean. Like, I don't think it's fair to sit there and say that someone with... If we're talking about sociopaths in, like, the fact that they actually have a mental disorder, mm-hmm. then I don't think it's fair to sit there and say that yeah. they're fucking disgusting. What, what's the difference between someone being depressed and you saying that that's fucking disgusting? Yeah. Versus, and also, like, if, if Jake was... Jake is young. Mm-hmm. He's the same age as like, in between our yeah. ages, he might not even know that he's a sociopath. Yeah. If he is. I'm not saying that he is, but yeah. he might not know, and so he doesn't know the difference between... I don't know. I think they made it seem, like, way more evil than most of the Yeah, and really I think is. that's, like, the most, like, criticism they got. Mm-hmm. And also, did you see, like, what Logan responded to him? Yeah, I did. And so, like, I don't know. I don't think Jake Paul's a sociopath. I think I Jake either. Paul has some humanity and, like, a lot of empathy and just, like, got dragged into this, but I yeah. do think there's a good chance Logan is fully a sociopath. Uh, no, I agree. And also, but at the same time, like, I think it's how you handle that situation. So, like, yeah, yes, absolutely. he might be a, he might be a sociopath, and he has done yeah, some pretty the, really... The way they're talking about it is, like, they're psychopaths, so, like, it's very... No, different. exactly. Yeah, yeah. No, 100%. But I, and honestly, the, at the same time, I'm not... I'm not upset with Shane at all because oh, no. he's not a medical professional. Yeah. And he's getting um, this. Oh, I'm sorry. That's probably my, um, my phone. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm not upset with um, Shane because he doesn't know any better. So when someone's telling you all these scary things, you're like, yeah, you freak out. Yeah, for sure. And he's never experienced it. Yeah. I, I've I never do. experienced it either. Yeah. I do think since he went to a therapist that's also a YouTuber, that could have oh, been absolutely. a like, mistake. Because like, I think if you just go to a therapist who's, like, completely non-biased, like, not on YouTube, yeah. not, like, a internet just personality is just doing their job, yeah. I think it would have been a little bit more credible than someone who's, like, invested in the YouTube community. Yeah. Because she obviously knows about Jake Paul. She knows, like, yeah. and who these she, people are. Right. And she... I and mean, she's formed an opinion on them. She's formed an opinion, and is she also, like... I mean, it's, it's a form of social climbing, for sure. Yeah. Like, she's using Shane Dawson. She said... She's saying that... You know, she or she knows that she's going to get more popular. Yeah, by absolutely. This. And so, why not? Like, I have a chance to be a part of something because she obviously you know how well Shane's other docuseries went. Oh, yeah. Jeffrey Star's Jeffrey like, Star redeemed. I watched Insane. it. I used to hate Jeffrey Star. I watched it. And I too. love Jeffrey Star, and I subscribed to Jeffrey Star. Yeah, me. Too. I so I had subscribed to Jeffrey a long time ago, mm-hmm. and then all of this shit went down, and I was like, I'm just not into it. Yeah, like, just he yells a lot. I'm just not super into it. But mm-hmm. then. After the series, I was like, okay, this is actually, yeah. like, a decent human being. He's not as shitty as I thought. And then, like, Graveyard Girl, like, one of the first mm-hmm. ones that he did was, like... Subscribed to her a long time I ago. I subscribed to her a long time ago, and then I unsubscribed, and then I, like, resubscribed yeah. after his series. I know. I agree. I think that he's, like, bringing light to people. And I would like to see the light in Jake Paul. Yeah, I'd like to know he's, like, mm-hmm. a good guy. I would hate to see a 20-something-year-old yeah, kid's right? life be completely like, fucked ruined. over. Yeah, especially if he say that he does, say that he is a sociopath. I would hate to see it be fucked over by something that can be helped before. Yeah, exactly. Or learn different yeah. mechanisms versus just people saying, like, he's the fucking worst person yeah. in the world. And I, like, I don't think Shane's, like, trying to ruin his life, though. So no, I think the, it's, like... Yeah, after that, after the... That was the second episode, right? That yeah. He went. And then the third and the fourth, I could really see that he was... He started to understand more he about He was feeling Jake. bad for him. Yeah. And, like, I was, too. Mm-hmm. And people are getting mad. They're, like, don't give him a platform. Don't make people feel bad for him. I'm, like, I don't think he's like trying to like pander yeah. in a way to get everyone to feel bad like he's giving his honest no response. he absolutely is i 
at no part did I feel like Shane was trying to make Jake or Logan seem like good people. I think that he was just bringing to light the sides. Yeah. You're seeing a video of somebody yeah, you don't know. every single day that you have no idea about what happens. Like his videos are like, what, 10 something minutes long. That's only yeah. 10 minutes of what happens every single day. And yeah. Like Nick Prompton said, it's mostly fake. Yeah, exactly. So you have no and idea how that person is. And it's so wild that it's, like, mostly fake and there's so much, like, controversy within, like, quote-unquote, like, Team 10 or yeah, whatever. Yeah, I know. Like, it's yeah. crazy to me. Now, will I say that he's done some fucked up things? Oh, absolutely. Oh, absolutely. Things that, if they are fake, did not need to be done. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, like, if that is, like, his sociopathic tendencies, you know, yeah. maybe he can learn from that. But we shouldn't just be sitting here saying, like, oh, he's the fucking worst. Yeah, like and, he's not. Yeah, and how fucking dare you. He's a, he's a kid. Yeah. You know, he should have the chance to redeem himself. Yeah. So, welcome back to the Defending Shane Dawson podcast. <laughs> Hands down, I always defend Shane Dawson. I will always defend Shane Dawson. Yeah. There's been so many controversies around Shane Dawson. I don't care. I don't give a shit either. I feel like um Shane comes across, like, in his videos, he comes across as one of the most genuine yeah people and I he, agree. and I think that he also made some mistakes with this oh with yeah the series but, but he's like taking he like listened to people and is like re-editing and, and he's like and, yeah and he's like taking responsibility for it and also like every single person makes fucking mistakes oh yeah and it's so easy he like he was saying if he likes the horror movie mm-hmm. vibe yeah, know? also he can make whatever he wants yeah so fuck off yeah let him fucking do his thing <laughs> yeah. you don't like it fuck exactly watch it um let's talk about Ted Bundy <laughs> sorry okay let's talk about sociopaths okay so Theodore Robert Bundy was born on November 24th 1946 in Burlington Vermont um so uh, Eleanor Cowell was 22 years old and unmarried when she had her son Theodore which humiliated her deeply religious parents so like right off the bat yeah not a great situation no um and so to, to hide the fact that he was an illegitimate child, Bundy was raised as the adopted son of his grandparents and was told that his mother was his sister. So let's just turn more fucking complex yeah. into another fucking complex. Yeah. <laughs> Eleanor moved with Ted to Tacoma, Washington a few years later in 1951. She married Johnny Bundy, and the couple had several children together. From all appearances, Bundy grew up in a, in a content working-class family. Yeah. Um... Tacoma is very close to my hometown. Yeah. I did. I knew that he was from Washington, but I imagined that it would be like one of those like obscure Washington towns. Yeah, it was Tacoma. It was Tacoma and I was like, holy fuck. Yeah. So maybe next time I go there, I'll like try to find his old house. You should. Okay. Okay, sorry. So like Eleanor married John Bundy in 1951. And so like that's where Ted Bundy got his last name. And so like, I kind of find that interesting too. So like he had like this weird upbringing already where like they said his mom was his sister. Yeah. And then they moved and she was his mom. Yeah. I don't know about that. Like, I don't know how they, um, it didn't really, no, no place that I found really said how they told. Oh yeah. I'm sure there's not like primary source on that, but no. And I, I just wonder like how the fuck as a child, do you think someone's your sister for so long and then all of a sudden, and then all of a sudden like, she's not, I'm your mom, we're moving to Tacoma. Yeah, as an adult, that's one. I mean, it's so fucked up, but it's as an adult, that's one though. thing. Like, but he like, was like as six. a fucking kid. Yeah, fuck that shit. And then so, like, Ted was really close to his grandfather, um, Sam Cowell, although it was reported that he had a, like, quite the temper and had a thing for pornography. So it sounds like a real role model already. Yeah. I mean, yeah. 
Yeah, and so Ted and his stepfather, Father Johnny, were never particularly close. Some thought there might have been some sort of abuse. However, there was never any evidence of abuse and of any kind. And Eleanor said um, he was a devoted, I'm sorry, Eleanor was said to be devoted to Ted. I'm an idiot. I can't read. My life. That's literally <laughs> how I am every time I try to read one single sentence. Yeah, yeah. What up? I'm Carlin. I'm 19. I never fucking learned how to read. Um, <laughs> his classmates from public school remember Bundy as an intelligent, happy, and popular child with many friends and a good academic record. Once in high school, people's recollection of Bundy suddenly became more clouded. Bundy is said to have been withdrawn and, and his academic progress was mediocre. He no longer was popular as he was in junior high school. Um, his friends say he lost his confidence and appeared like tongue-tied in social situations, not only with girls, but meeting new people in general. And then Bundy showed an unusual interest in the macabre at an early age. Around the age of three, he became fascinated by knives. I'm sorry. <laughs> by the age of three, he became fascinated by knives. That's oh a horrifying. God. As a teenager, a darker side of his character started to emerge. Buddy, Bundy liked to peer into other people's windows and thought nothing of stealing things he wanted from other people. I'd like to talk about this because I have a story. Um, Did Bundy peer into your window? I'm just kidding. <laughs> yes. Um, we have family, my family's family friends who, um, they, uh, the dad of this family lived in the same neighborhood as Ted Bundy when he was like 13. Psycho. And, uh, like, there were a ton of break-ins in the neighborhood, and someone had, they, like, found, someone found out that someone had broken into their house and, like, just, like, kind of moved things around, but, like, not really, like, taken anything or destroyed mm -hmm. anything. But okay. if you're in the same neighborhood that Ted Bundy is, like, they realized years later that Bundy had broken into their house. That is fucking terrifying. Isn't that horrifying? But also, since no one died in that yeah, family, like, that's a cool it's kind of, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I hate that I think that Ted Bundy is, like, not cool, I, but like, the story of him is cool because it makes me sound like a psycho. Oh, absolutely. But, like, I, I love it. It's, like, when we, like, it's that thing where, like, we love murder, but we don't, we don't love people getting murdered, but, like, I love, like, reading about it. I can't and, like, stop. The psychology around it and all that shit. So, I yeah. fucking love, I fucking love Ted Bundy. I'm yeah. gonna say it. I'm gonna put it out hey, there. We love Ted Bundy. And not in the psychopath way, yeah. in the fucking way that everybody else listening to this does. Yeah. In this, in this house, we love Ted Bundy. <laughs> my mom said, I was talking to my mom about us when I was doing, like, the research for the podcast. And she was like, after I talked to you, I fucking listened to a bunch of Ted Bundy stuff. I, like, brought up a bunch of articles <laughs> on Ted Bundy. She's like, yeah. I couldn't stop. I fucking... It's, you get in, like, a this, hole. And it's, this like, wormhole of, like... I love it. Psycho stuff. And you're like, I can't fucking stop because he's so weird. Um, yeah. Honestly, yeah. like, yeah, that's all I could say. So, moving on it's to, fucking, like... yeah the college years. So while he was a student at University of Washington, Bundy fell in love with a wealthy, pretty young woman from California. Her name, Stephanie? You we think her name I think Stephanie? her name was Stephanie. They don't um talk too much about like about her. About like, her, her only because I, I don't think that they want to like I'm sure Steph I don't know if Stephanie's her real name. Or maybe her real name was Stephanie. Because they did they release like her was her like identity ever like fully released or was she like I haven't. Honest. I didn't find. Anything. I couldn't find. Let me look and see while you're talking. I'll yeah. look and see if I can find um, uh, Ted Bundy Stephanie. <laughs> <laughs> so um, basically, she had everything that he wanted: money, class, influence. And when they broke up, he was devastated. Well, Stephanie Brooks. Stephanie Brooks. Okay, her name was Stephanie Brooks. Oh wow, this is them together. Oh god. 
Yeah, we'll put that picture up. Yeah, I will. I'll put that picture up. Sometimes they cross out her eyes so that they can't yeah. actually see, like, who it is. Yeah. Who is um, vacuuming over here? I think my hallway in my building is being vacuumed, like, by the people who do that. And I didn't realize that they did it because I guess I'm never home right now, maybe. I don't know. So, um, he was devastated by their breakup. So many of his later victims were, like, resembled her a lot. Attractive students with long, dark hair. So, like, Ted Bundy's, like, victims mm-hmm. are all shockingly so so similar yeah they all look exactly the same i know it's kind of crazy too but i i think um like that's how serial killers do it though yeah and sure. so like he was like realistically so devastated by this breakup with her that like all his victims had to look like her i mean and... it's crazy how much they all look like her yeah there's only like a couple with shorter hair but they all have like that dark hair they all look so mm-hmm. so similar yeah they all have like the same face shape too like they're yeah. like longer faces um yeah great i mean just weird yeah i think um that honestly when i think about ted bundy i know this sounds fucking horrible but that poor guy sometimes no okay i'm sorry can you i just want you to like give me more context for that only because i just think i have this thing for like people that have such like fucked up minds where i just feel like if someone would have figured out early on that yeah. they were fucked up that it didn't have to turn into this you know? yeah okay no I see I see that part of it and like, I there's like know. a level of like you feel like bad for people who obviously like because sometimes there's it's, wrong with it's them. not their fault like it's yeah. I mean it's their fault that they killed somebody but like but their trauma but yeah their like trauma that. and like being a so a uh, psychopath like it's not he didn't decide to be born being a psychopath yeah. you know and so I feel like if we could have found out early on if people didn't have to die but I mean it must be shitty having those oh, feelings oh yeah absolutely and so um I'm sorry if that makes it <laughs> <laughs> everyone's gonna be like what the right, fuck unsubscribe just <laughs> kidding they weren't subscribed no, they never <laughs> subscribed so he had graduated from the University of Washington with a degree in psychology in 1972 which is horrifying it's horrifying to me that this man got a degree in psychology. Like, I'm sure he in was, my head, like he's like learning. Like so, like you know, he's learning. Okay, <laughs> shut up. It's like okay, <laughs> I I'm gonna rephrase that. Um, so okay, in the Shane Dawson series of sociopaths, like oh what yeah, the like but therapist or, or psychologist in that mm-hmm. said is basically they like learn about people and try to mirror that. So yeah. I think him getting a degree in psychology, like since Ted Bundy was a psychopath, like that was him, like becoming more human and figuring out how yeah. to mirror people better. Right. And that's terrifying to me. And so moving on, Ted Bundy had been accepted to law school in Utah. By the mid seventies, Bundy had transformed himself, becoming more outwardly confident and active in social and political matters. So like, that's exactly what I'm talking about. Like, yeah. He was a weird dude. And then he figured out like, if he acts like this, people are more drawn to him and people trust him. Yeah. And I think that, I don't know if it was like the breakup. Cause if you think about it, so before the breakup, maybe the breakup was the trigger. Maybe. Where he was like, fuck her for ending it with me. Like, yeah. I'll show her. I think, like, it was definitely a trigger, but I think you have to be a psychopath already. To, oh, like, no, absolutely. Like, I think like that, that I think that this might have been the thing that set him It might have been, like, it was definitely one of his, like, environmental triggers, like, of what happened. Oh, no, I think that he, I, are you born being a psychopath? Like, I think you're born a psychopath, born? but, like, yeah, I think so. From what I heard, it's that, like, being a psychopath is something that you're born with, and being mm-hmm. um, a sociopath is, like, it's caused like by trauma and taught. Okay. That makes also, sense. Also, I'm not a fucking... I'm not a... We are not professionals. Sense. We can barely read. 
<laughs> I can barely read one single sentence, so, so don't like, fucking ask me. Ted Bundy even got a letter of recommendation from the Republican governor of Washington after working on his campaign. It's like, it's just like, it's creepy to see how well he was able to just like fit yeah. in once he, I think, had learned more about I absolutely, psychology. Yeah, Because abso- he was a smart dude. No, and I absolutely yeah. think I would have been tricked by his Oh, I would have 100% been tricked by Ted Bundy. I know that. Yeah, do you think that in our lifetime we will have been tricked by someone like this? I mean, I hope I don't get, I guess if I'm getting murdered, if it could be Not like, like by a prolific serial killer, that'd be ideal. I, that's how I want to go. Yeah. So like, if I have to be murdered, if it's by a serial killer and like, I, I don't know, I get to be part of a collective, that'd be kind of fun. I want my picture up on the Ted Bundy thing, but not from Ted Bundy, but from like a new, the new Ted Bundy, the new Ted Bundy. Uh, If you're out there. I'm sure they're out there. I'm willing. (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. Don't fucking do that. That's terrifying. And so like, we're going to move on to like his crimes. So like. The murder of Anne-Marie Burr, so this is August 31st, 1961, um, was the night that um, Anne disappeared, so she was, my cat just stepped on the computer. I love him. He is perfect. Um, so <laughs> Anne was the oldest of four girls when she was eight years old. Two of her siblings slept down in the basement of her house under a fort they had built earlier that day, while Anne and her sister slept upstairs in their bedrooms. Um, that night, the front door of the house, which was locked with the chain from the inside, was standing wide open, and there was a window in the living room that had been opened from the outside. Yeah. There was a bench pulled up to the window outside where someone had stood on the bench and opened the window. Um, it was leaned up against the side of the building subsequently. Like, it was determined to have a partial palm print on it. Yeah. So, lock your fucking windows. Lock your fucking windows. Okay. This was in the 60s where that wasn't a okay a concern lock your windows please for the love of god yeah like it, put those wooden dowels where your yeah, sliding, glass you do- sliding glass doors are yeah and in your windows just fucking honestly do that too. yeah because sometimes they can unlock i don't know yeah. how this I is why i'm happy i live like not on the first floor yeah because like i i'd be so freaked out if i lived on the first floor yeah i do so thanks <laughs> sorry um so um so it had a partial palm print on it and there's a shoe print evidence near the point of entry mm-hmm. And there's a small quantity of biological evidence left at the point of entry as well, believed to be at least potentially from the suspect. Yeah. So this is also in the sixties where where DNA evidence like, wasn't a thing. They were like, hmm, he left something here. Sick. Like And they have to like I think that didn't I don't even know how they figured out who was who because I feel like I only understand yeah, I the mean, new technology. Oh, absolutely. I don't know how they solved any crimes before DNA evidence. Well, obviously, they fucking didn't do yeah. a good job because oh, they Ted Bundy was all sorts he of was. murdering and Ooh. nobody even had a clue. And so, after they were not able to charge any suspect, oh, that night Anne just disappeared. I should probably say that. Yeah, oh, yeah. She, yeah, she, she was like, she's gone, and it was obviously someone had broken in. So, after not being able to like charge any potential suspects due to lack of evidence, Anne's disappearance just faded into memory until years later when they discovered Ted Bundy, who was only 14 at the time and lived two miles away. Yeah. So Bundy also had an uncle who lived in her neighborhood and according to the friend, Ted knew Anne. This is all fucking speculation. Yeah. This is all speculation, but this is still horrifying. No, it's still horrifying. And also, I I think it's good to add that um, this is the first known. Yeah. This is first like known, like well, yeah, I don't even think that he actually, actually, you know what, he never even admitted to He Anne. never, oh, no, yeah, there were a lot he didn't admit, like, that's they, the thing, like. They brought up Anne in his, like, um, confession yeah. tapes. I don't know, have you ever listened to any of the confession tapes? I started listening to one, and then I was like, I can't do this. It's also, 
unless like someone posts the exact point where he's like confessing to murder yeah it's extremely it's really hard to follow along because it kind of brings people through like a loop every time Mm -hmm. but when they asked him about Anne, um he was like i don't want to talk about that like he didn't say no he was just like i don't want to talk about that and so i was like well fuck yeah in a court a lot you can just say i don't want to talk about it and they're like oh no this was actually they someone went to the prison to talk to him about it yeah oh damn i can't remember it was in utah when oh yeah okay so, um, Anne's mother wrote to Ted, to Bundy when he was in prison asking if he kidnapped her daughter. Time and time again, he denied it, writing, I do not know what happened to your daughter. It had nothing to do with her disappearance. But an interview he gave shortly before his execution cast, um, doubts on his claim. Speaking of the third person, hypothetically, he basically told the story about a very, very early crime where he took a young girl out of a house, sexually assaulted her in the orchard next door. And there was an orchard next to the burr house, and he said he left her in a deep ditch and watched as the parents and police searched. Yeah. Horrifying. Yeah, so he wouldn't admit that it was her, but he was like, oh, yeah. basically, it's her. Exactly. And then, so, like, um, sorry. I'm trying to scroll down. Um, scroll. Scroll. <laughs> so, um, like, the, some of the confessions that he was given, like, yeah. I didn't listen to the tapes because I am scared um yeah some quotes are like I don't think anybody doubts whether I've done some bad things the question is what of course and how and maybe most importantly why so the above quote came from his death row interview um and then he said I'm the most cold-hearted son of a bitch you'll ever meet horrifying these are all so terrifying terrifying things that he said um and then so like Oh, do you want to talk about how he was caught, or do you want me to? Um. Yeah, it's at the bottom. Um. Because I could cover it. I just feel like you'd be, like, more excited about it. (laughs) I'm so excited about everything. No, yeah, I'll cover it. So, in August um, 1975, police attempted to stop Bundy for a driving violation. He aroused suspicion when he tried to get away by turning his car lights off and speeding through stop signs. When he was finally stopped and his Volkswagen and his Volkswagen was searched and police found handcuffs and ice pick, crowbar, pantyhose and with eye holes cut along um, and other questionable items. They also saw that Ted Bundy's front seat and on the passenger side of his car was missing. Um, police arrested Ted Bundy on the suspicion of burglary. Listen. Yeah. Let's Why the fuck would a burglar have fucking handcuffs? Yeah. Or an ice pick. Or an ice pick. What the fuck? Oh my god. Could you imagine? Sometimes I. Okay, have you ever seen pictures of Ted Bundy's car? No. Oh my god. Yeah, wait. It is horrifying. Like, (gasps) it is is so. Yeah, it is. And the inside is so scary. I want to see it. Is it in Washington, do you think? I think so. It might be. Oh, no. Of Alcatraz. Oh, okay. Well, Why the fuck is it in Alcatraz? Because crime. Yeah, but... Oh, here it is, like... It's really scary. Drove a beetle. He drove a yeah, beetle. He drove a Volkswagen beetle. That makes me want a beetle The most unsuspecting car. Like, I would never think a murderer would drive a beetle. I. That's why I think that... Exactly. Yeah, that's like, why he was, like, inconspicuous. So well. Oh, is that him with his beetle? Maybe it is. Oh my god, that's him with his beetle with a bike on the back. Oh my god, what the fuck? Fuck. Okay. I just feel like we should put this picture up too. Yeah, I'm definitely putting that picture up. Well, because he took his front seat out for the purpose of like when he had a victim in his car. Yeah, because a beetle doesn't have a trunk. 
No, um, yeah, he could just he could just plop them down in, in there, and yeah. no one would be able to see. I need to um, write the things that I'm going to actually post pictures of. Car. What else was I going to post a picture of? You're going to post a picture of like uh, Stephanie. Um. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I before I forget because I always say that in the podcast I'm yeah, like, and then I post a picture forget. of that and I'm like, what did I say I was gonna post a picture of? Yeah. <laughs> and I just post random fucking pictures. Yeah. Um anyways, police compare the things found in Ted Bundy's car to those Deranch <laughs> described seeing in her attacker uh, her attacker's car. Um the handcuffs that had been placed on one of her wrists were the same make as those in Bundy's position. Um she picked Bundy out of a lineup. The police felt that they had enough evidence to charge him with attempted kidnapping. The authorities also felt confident that they had the person responsible for the tri-state murder spree that had gone on for more than a year. So Bundy went to trial for attempting for attempted kidnapping. Um, Deranch. I feel like I'm not fucking saying that right, so I'm so I mean, it's sorry. just a last name. I think you're hesitating too much. I'm so sorry. To, I really like, hate getting things wrong. I think, I think it's Deranch. Okay. In February 1976, and after waiving his right to a jury trial, he was found guilty and sentenced to 15 years in prison. During this time, police were investigating links to Bundy and the Colorado murders. According to his credit card statements, he was in the area where several women vanished um, in early 1975. So in October 1976, Bundy was charged with the murder of Karen Campbell. Bundy was extradited from the Utah prison to Colorado for the trial. This is how this, okay, this is one of those pieces of Ted Bundy that is, like, absolutely astonishing to me because he thought this through mm. so well. And I'm wondering if it's just because he was sitting in a jail. Like, I think that he was Yeah, he had really, nothing but time to think about it. No, and I think that he was actually a really smart guy. Oh, absolutely. You couldn't be stupid and pull this off. No, and he also went to UW, which I know that that's not everybody's favorite college, but... It's UW a really is, good college. It's a good college, and he did it for psychology, so I think that he's just, like, a really smart guy, and... He did pull this off. So, um, serving as his own lawyer allowed him to appear in court without leg irons, plus gave him the opportunity to move freely from the courtroom to the law library in, um, inside the courthouse. Oh, my God. How would that, they That's thought? so fucking smart. I wonder, if that, I wonder if that's still allowed. Yeah, maybe after Ted Bundy, they're like, we shouldn't do this anymore. Well, because you're allowed to serve as your own lawyer. Yeah. Like, you have that right yeah. to defend yourself. But... Damn. But are you? I wonder if they're still allowed to like do all this stuff. Because is is that like taking away rights? I don't know. I, we should look into that. We should definitely look into that. Um, and that's what we should do in case we ever get arrested. Yeah. <laughs> Even though we know nothing about. No, I'm too stupid to be my own lawyer. Yeah. Someone really, I'd have to get someone really good. Absolutely. Um, in an interview while the role as his own attorney, Bunny said, "More than ever, I am convinced of my own innocence." This guy fucking Ugh. psychotic. Um. In June 1977, during a pretrial hearing, he escaped by jumping out of the law library window. He was captured a week later. Oh, my God. He fucking left. He fucking escaped because he knew he could do that. He didn't have leg irons on. He didn't have leg irons. And he he wasn't, like, inside a courthouse with a bunch of fucking police officers and shit. Like, he just, like, was like, you know what? You know what? I'm going to go. You know what? I'm not feeling this anymore. I'm going to go. Um, on December 30th, 1977, Bundy escaped from prison and made his way to Tallahassee, um, where he rented an apartment near Florida State University under the name of Chris Hagen. College life was something that Bundy was familiar with and one he enjoyed. He managed to buy food and pay his way at local college bars with stolen credit cards. 
when he, um, what does this say? When he was bored, he would duck into lecture halls and listen to speakers. It was just a matter of time before the monster inside Bundy would resurface. Yeah, like, all, so all of his, like, most of his victims were students. Yeah. Like, it, was, it was young women. And so, like, yeah, this dude just, like, going into lectures. Like, mm-hmm. you see this guy in your class, so, like, yeah, you'd, like, not be weirded out by seeing right. him, like, somewhere else on campus, stuff like that. Especially like, for, like, these college students. Okay, so you see a hot... A uh, older guy who's older, interested in you. Yeah, an older guy who's not, like, old, old. He's just, yeah. like... Also very handsome. Like, he's hot. He's yeah. like, he's a little bit older. He's sophisticated because he's fucking yeah. smart. And he just, like, should, like he has interest in you. Like, if that's... I would absolutely yeah. be tricked by... Ted oh, absolutely. And he has interest in you because you have long, dark hair. Yeah. Well, I mean, you don't have long, dark hair, but you know what I mean. Yeah, exactly. But it's just, like, it's so easy to fall for. And he's, everyone said that he was, everyone that escapes that he was super charming, that yeah. there was no way that they would have known. And I truly believe that. Like, uh-huh. if, especially in the 70s or in 60s when that stuff wasn't a thing. Like, yeah. serial killing wasn't, like, this phenomenon. Yeah. 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 People weren't, like, researching it and making podcasts about it like we are. No, and it wasn't, you know, you didn't have, like, the FBI looking no, into yeah. serial killers. You just had them looking into murders. Exactly. And so it's... Anyway, sorry. Um, so moving on to the sorority house murders. So on Saturday, January 14th, 1978, Bundy broke into Florida State University's, is it Chi Omega? It seems like, right? I think it's Kai. Is it Kai Omega? I don't, I'm not in a sorority. I've never fucking been to college, so I, I'm not <laughs> in a sorority on purpose. So he broke into the sorority house and bludgeoned and strangled to death two women, raping one of them and brutally biting on her buttocks and one nipple. Jesus Christ, and one nipple. Fucking hell. Fucking hell. So he beat two others over the head with a log. They survived, which investigators attributed to their roommate, Nita Neary, who came home and interrupted Bundy before he was able to kill the two other victims. Nita Neary came home around 3 a.m. and noticed the front door of the house was ajar. As she entered, she heard hurried footsteps above going towards the stairway. She hid in the doorway and watched as a man wearing a blue I thought it was like cape is his cap. I'm sorry, I got really excited. <laughs> a blue cape. He's wearing a blue cap and carrying a log left the house. Upstairs, she found her roommates. Two were dead and two others severely wounded. That night, another woman was attacked and the police found a mask on the floor, um, on her floor, identical to the one later found in Bundy's car. Yeah. Let's talk about, Ted Bundy was brand loyal to a certain kind of mask. Oh, he absolutely was. Let's talk was. about that. Yeah, he, I, it's so, it's kind of funny though, or sorry, not funny. It's weird that um, someone so sophisticated to think about like how to escape from a prison yeah. could also be so stupid as to keep the fucking mask yeah. in his car. Exactly. Or like I think about like leaving the door ajar every time. Close the fucking door. I know. People wouldn't know something was wrong if you closed the door. Maybe that's just a time thing. I don't know. And maybe but... it is if you're like breaking in and like there might be people in there and you're just going in like ready yeah. to murder. I mean he was probably in like a murderous rage is what I imagine. Like I he was like kind of like blacked out being like okay i'm gonna do this and like wasn't thinking at all about that he was just thinking about killing i don't know it's just weird that he's like stupid enough to honestly like (laughs) not cover up his tracks that a fucking college student would know yeah um should we pause and then oh we probably should let's take a quick break take a quick break
Yeah, we're back. We just started. <laughs> One recording scare. One recording scare later, I thought that we were not recording the entire time. We were. I knew that we were recording. I didn't think it was going to save. Yeah, I didn't think it was going to save either. Um, Can't do that again. Yeah. We're a one-and-done kind of podcast. We are. We do not fix our issues. We don't fix them. We don't edit. I just dropped my wallet on the oh, ground. that's okay. We don't. <laughs> Editing, that's for people who um, put out quality content. Not us. Not us. That will never be us. Never will never be us. Okay, more Ted Bundy. Never enough. Never enough Ted Bundy. <laughs> so, um, on February 9th, 1978, Bundy killed again. This time was a 12-year-old, was 12-year-old Kimberly Leach, who he kidnapped and then mutilated. Within a week of the disappearance of Kimberly, Bundy was arrested in Pensacola for driving a stolen vehicle. See, that's the other fucking yeah. thing. Yeah. How he was doing dumb shit. He was doing dumb shit and he was a smart guy. Like you had to have known that this was gonna bite you in the ass at some point. Maybe it was like extra dangerous though. Like if he wasn't doing it and like like it was like a thrill to know he could get caught. Yeah, actually that's true. Maybe he wanted to be caught Maybe. on something so that he could because it was the attention. Yeah. I don't know. Not a not, not a psychologist. Not a psychologist. Um <laughs> just have a podcast. <laughs> just have a podcast. Which that like certifies me as something, right? No. It certifies it. us as dumb. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, investigators and eyewitnesses who identified Bundy in the dorm and Kimberly's school. Um, they also had physical evidence that linked him to to the three murders, including a mold of the bite marks found on the flesh of the sorority oh house God. victim. That is horrifying. So gross. Jesus. It, ugh, it, like, gives me chills. I know, that like, the fact that there was a hard. bite mark, like... Oh, my God, what a fucking psychopath. You're an actual psychopath. Yeah. Um, Bundy, still thinking he could be a guilty verdict, turned down a plea bargain um, where he would plead guilty to killing the two sorority women and Kimberly in exchange for twenty-five for three 25-year sentences. <laughs> Which I'm sure that he turned it down yeah. because... A, the attention, like, he wanted to be... Yeah, he wanted to, like, probably go back. Like, and, Yeah, and also because probably, like, the narcissism is probably oh, what it was. And then also, like, he was... How old was he, like, in his... Uh, he was in his, like, 30s. 30s? Yeah. Like, early 30s. Um, uh, Three 25-year sentences is... Yeah. Like, you're still in prison for the rest of your life, yeah, so what the still, fuck do you care? And you have a long time for the rest of your life. It's not like you're going to prison when you're 80. Yeah, however, it wouldn't have been the death penalty. It wouldn't. That's true. But, like they were saying, for sociopaths, um, sociopaths don't really care if they die or not. Yeah. So, like, maybe, like... They're not, like, afraid of death. Yeah, so he's like, might as well just try. Yeah, he's like, might like, as well... If he's know, going to prison anyways, like... Yeah, uh, maybe. I, fuck, if I know. Yeah. I wish we could ask him. I wish we could ask Ted Bundy. I wish I could do an interview with Ted Bundy. We get a Ouija board, do an interview with Ted Bundy. Maybe that's who we'll try to summon. Oh, yeah, let's do it. Okay. <laughs> Not going to work. No. He's probably being summoned by, like, a million other He's people. He's probably so sick of being summoned. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Bundy went on trial in Florida on June 25th, um, 1979, for the murders of the sorority woman. The trial was televised, and Bundy played up to the media when, on occasion, he acted as his attorney. Bundy was found guilty on both murder charges and given two death sentences by means of the electric chair. Ooh. Whoops, I messed up. 
Okay, on January 7th, 1980, Bundy went on trial for killing Kimberly Leach. This time, he allowed his attorneys to represent him. They decided on an insanity plea, the only defense possible with the amount of evidence the state had given had against him. Bundy's behavior was much different during this trial than the previous one. He displays fits of anger, slouch in his chair, and his colli- um, collegiate look was sometimes replaced with a haunting glare. Bundy was found guilty and received a third death sentence. During the sentence, could you imagine sentencing to death three separate times? Well, that's how you don't do shit in Florida. Like, that's like, okay, here's the thing. Overkill? Like, Like, when, like, if you're a serial killer, you're going to the places where the death penalty is, like, very prevalent. Like, he's murdering in Florida. I know. Florida just kills them all the time. You know what? Florida and Washington have a lot of serial killers. Yeah. Why? Well, Florida... Is a completely different beast. We could do a whole spooky episode about fucking Florida. Like, yeah, that place is. Tune in next week when we talk about Florida. <laughs> Just Florida in Just general. Just fucking Florida. All the things wrong with fucking Florida. And so, like, yeah, but, like, ugh. It's, like, horrible. Because he, yeah. he murdered in, like, Utah and in Florida. Yeah. Places in Washington. In Washington. Like, the death penalty. Like, yeah. you should know that. Does Washington, I should know this. I don't think Wa- Washington does don't think the death penalty. Yeah, I don't think he also murdered in Idaho. Idaho, I think, has a death penalty. They do. Yeah, Idaho does but they haven't penalty. actually, ha- they they still have a death penalty and they still have a death row, but they haven't, they haven't like, like, used it. They haven't used it in, like, 50 years. Yeah. Like I mean, I'm sure if, like, a Ted Bundy was around, they might yeah. make an exception. I think that, and, um, did you know that you can tour the maximum security prison? I'm sorry. It was so interesting. Oh, my God. I got to see their old death row and um, their, uh, the death chamber, like, <gasps> where they take people in for the... That's um, so scary. They do it by lethal injection, not by electric chair. Yeah, Jesus. That's... Oh, God. The I couldn't imagine no. going to where Jesus an electric Christ. chair would be. Like, could you just... Have, what the fuck? No, God. But um, it was... I swear to God, I've never um, been that kind of person to feel like someplace is weird, really. Mm-hmm. Um that place was weird. Oh, I bet. Like, when I go to the Idaho Penitentiary and you see, like, the hanging room, that room doesn't really freak me out. Yeah. And I don't really think anything of it, maybe because there's not a noose in there. Oh, yeah, God. But there was, like, a table, the table that they lay people out on. Ooh. It was weird. And they had, obviously, I mean, it's a real room that's used. It was, um, not my favorite thing. That sounds terrifying. Um, but also one of my favorite things. <laughs> yeah, it was, like, interesting, but also super scary. It was interesting, but it was very weird. Like, seeing the cells that people had been in, um, yeah. was weird. And also, it's still, like, at the old penitentiary that no one's there anymore. Yeah, You no. know, as far as, like, prisoners. At this one, there are still prisoners everywhere. And so you're just, like, walking around, and Wait, obviously- there are prisoners in there still? When you're not in? not inside of the um not like in the cells you're walking by no not in those ones like. but but we were um in the watchtower <gasps> so like all around you there are um uh, cells and then in the middle there's like the watch chamber for um the guards and we were in the watch chamber for the guards so like are all you around serious? us yeah so we just like saw people like in their cells and they could see us. And then they told all of the girls to stand on the inside of the circle mm-hmm. instead of, like, on the outside because the guys would, like, try to masturbate Ew. to all the girls just, like, standing there. Yeah, it was weird. Gross. Oh, they were trying. <laughs> Romantic. 
That was no. Well, I mean, we did go together, but we were. It was for a class that we were in together. Mm-hmm. So, um. Anyways, Bundy's behavior was. Oh, sorry, no, wrong one. Uh, during the sentencing phase, Bundy surprised everyone by calling Carol Boone as a character witness and marrying her while she was on the witness stand. Boone was convinced of Bundy's innocence. She later gave birth to Bundy's child, a little girl who he oh, adored. Um, in the time Boone, in time Boone divorced Bundy after realizing he was guilty of horrific crimes he had been charged with. Mm-hmm. There's a video. Um, because obviously, again, this yeah. was televised. There's a video of Bundy proposing to Carol Boone. Are you serious? It's it's weird. Like, he doesn't say, like, will you marry me? He's like, do you want to marry me? And she's like, yeah. And he's like, okay, then. <laughs> like, Jesus. What the fuck? How romantic. Yeah. Especially for someone that's so charming. Like, how romantic to... Yeah, Jesus. I don't know. Um, after endless appeals, Bundy's last stay of exe- um, execution was on January 17th, 1989. Before being put to death, Bundy gave the details of more than 50 women he had murdered um, to Washington State Attorney General's chief investigator, Dr. Bob Keppel. Mm-hmm. Um, he also confessed to keeping the heads of some of the victims <gasps> in his home, plus um, engaging in necrophilia with some of his victims. Jesus. Yeah. In his final interview, he blamed his exposure to pornography at an impressionable age, impressionable age as being the stimulant behind his murderous obsessions. Or maybe you're a psychopath. Yeah. Jesus. Which is not fine, but also fine. Oh, Just God. admit to it. Yeah. Many of those directly involved with Bunny believe he murdered at least a hundred women. Oh, I, I can see that. 100%. I don't doubt it at all. I just, if you're already dying, why wouldn't you just say all the women that you, like, why wouldn't you just say everybody that you killed? Maybe because he, like, didn't want the families to, like, have justice or anything like that. Like, he wanted... But like, why admit to some guy. of them and not some of the other ones? Like, how did he pick and choose who he admitted to? Maybe the ones he was, like, directly accused of. He, like, he wasn't going to bring maybe. up anything he hadn't already been accused of. Yeah, maybe. Maybe it's part of his, like, narcissism that he thought he would live through it. Yeah, probably. But no. No. <laughs> he fucking didn't. Um, the electrocution of Ted Bundy was went as scheduled amid a carnival-like atmosphere outside the prison. It was reported that he's um, spent the night crying and praying and that when he was led to the death chamber, his face was sullen and gray. Any hint of the old charismatic Bundy was gone. So this is what he said. They asked him if he wanted to um, say any last words. Uh That's granted to everybody who's about to die. Um, And he said, Jim and Fred... I'd like you to give my love to my family and friends. So Ooh. Jim Coleman, um, who's one of his lawyers, nodded as did Fred Lawrence, who was another one of his lawyer, uh, lawyers. Um, uh, yeah, Fred Lawrence, the Methodist minister who prayed with Bundy throughout the night, mm-hmm. was one of his. Uh, oh, that was, sorry, Jim Coleman was one of his lawyers and Fred Lawrence oh, was a okay. uh, minister. Um. Could you imagine rep- having to represent um, Ted fucking Bundy? Yeah, Jesus Christ. Like, you have to, like, try to make this man look human. And feeling, I bet that they felt like, well, at least it sounds like Ted Bundy felt like they were his yeah, friends. But also, like, how would you feel okay about that? Because, like, I think it was, like, clear that he did it as, like, a like a defendant, like, or, like, a defense attorney. I feel like you would have to genuinely, like, I've heard people that defend serial killers, and they genuinely have to believe that everybody de- deserves a, def- 
a defense, yeah. whether or not they believe that they did it or not, oh, but they just, still like, deserve working to get this guy, like, free and into the public. Yeah. It's insane. Yeah, because also, his their defense was not that he didn't do it. It was, it was that like he was insane. insane. Yeah. So they, so they knew he did believe, it. Yeah, they definitely believed yeah. that he was fucking insane. Um, so Bundy's head bowed and as he was prepared for electrocution. Once prepared, 2,000 volts of electricity Ooh. surged through his body. His hands and his body tightened up and smoke could um, be seen coming from his right leg. Does that sound fucking off to you? Um, Then the machine (laughs) turned off and Bundy was checked over by a doctor one last time. On January 24th, 1989, Theodore Bundy, one of the most notorious killers of all time, died at 7.16 a.m. As crowds outside cheered, burn Bundy, burn. Oh. Um, his daughter's name was Rose Bundy, and uh, his wife's name was Carol Ann Boone. Um, I'm gonna look uh for yeah more stuff on Rose Bundy, but the thing is, is that I they can't find them anymore. I'm sure they've changed their names. They that's what they were saying that um this is supposed to be like no that's wrong. People think that um certain people could be mm-hmm. hers but they also think that um rose bundy wasn't actually uh ted bundy's daughter, ted bundy's daughter. Oh. because he was in prison so they were yeah. like how did they but they think that there's a possibility that um because ted bundy was so like uh charismatic and like yeah. could manipulate people that he might have manipulated one of the guards into letting them have a um conjugal vid- visit even mm-hmm. though where he was staying wasn't um, yeah I don't know. That's weird. Also, I was curious, so I looked up um, what his last meal was. Because, like, some serial killers have, like, insane last meals. Yeah. But um, he declined a special meal and was given the traditional last meal, which was steak, cooked medium, rare, eggs over easy, hash browns, toast with butter, jelly, milk, and juice. I love, like, it's so weird to me that, like, there is, like, a traditional last meal. Yeah. But also, like, last meals are a weird thing to me. Yeah, well, they I when we were at the prison, I asked, mm-hmm. I was like, what, or someone asked, like, what, um, do you guys get them, like, special yeah. food? And they were like, no, but we'll give them, like, extra food. Oh. So they don't give them, like, specialty food, but they'll, like, mm-hmm. give them, like, maybe the, the best of stuff or something. Yeah. Um, Rainbow pancakes and something's <laughs> last food. <laughs> what would your last meal be? Pasta. Pasta. Just yeah. lots of pasta. Um. Was it Victor Fegware? I think that's how he said his name, but he was put to death in Iowa um, when he was 28. Mm-hmm. And like his last meal was like a single kidney bean on a plate. It's got to represent something. Oh, absolutely. That's so fucking weird though. Or a single olive, my bad. My, a single olive oh, with, I love olives. with the pin in it. I get it. You get it? That would be your last meal with one olive. <laughs> Just one single. See, like, I think my last meal. Oh, man. Like an entire pizza, maybe. I think I would just eat a lot of pasta. Kit Domino's. <laughs> yeah, that'd be good. That'd be good. Do like a mukbang from... Oh, my God, yeah. <laughs> my mukbang of my last meal. <laughs> oh, my God. Wow, that's fucked up. That is hilarious, and I am fine with it. <laughs> I wonder... Um, mukbang of my last meal. Maybe that we can do is visiting Ted Bundy's childhood. Oh, my God. Tacoma Are you allowed to visit? Well, is that just, like, someone's house now? I would hope not. This one says it's, um, 
Um, this one says it's being sold by oh. John L. Scott, which I don't, is, do they have John L. Scott here? I think so. It's just funny that it's like John L. Scott. <laughs> John L. Scott trying to sell fucking Ted Bundy's house. Oh my god! Of course um, it is. Uh, hold on, sorry. There's something about the contractor hired to remodel it. Ooh, I can't imagine like the bad vibes that are probably in Ted Bundy's childhood home. Yeah, unexplainable things happened in a Tacoma house where serial killer Ted Bundy grew up. So many things, in fact, that a contractor hired to remodel the home um, penciled Bible scriptures into the wall and brought two pastors to bless the house. I'm not one to believe a lot of this stuff, but the house made me a believer, says Casey Clopton, the contractor. Oh. I'm getting this from the Washington Times. Um a cry for help appeared on a window as a crew as crew members worked in the basement. Heavy furniture wedged into a wall, toppled over. Doors and cabinets seemed to open themselves. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's where we should go. Maybe. That would be, like, so spooky. It's only 1,400 square feet. They had plans to redo and flip it. God, I couldn't imagine fucking taking on that. This is bought by a guy named David um, Truong. Oh. Didn't research the history, so <laughs> didn't know the that it was Ted Bundy's house. Fuck that. Honestly, like I don't know of any serial killers like from like, yeah. here, but like I feel like if they, there was a notorious serial killer from this town, I might look into what house they fucking lived in. Yeah, me too. Um also I wanna note that um there's multiple names for Ted Bundy's mom. Mm-hmm. I was told that her name is Eleanor Louise Bundy and that she went by Louise Bundy instead of Eleanor. But when I wrote it, I just wrote Eleanor because that That was was the name that popped up. Okay. So she might come up, like, differently in different things. Yeah. So just know that I'm pretty sure that she had two – that, like, Louise might have been her middle name. Oh, okay. Or, like, you know how they go, like, Carol Ann Boone? Yeah. Okay. It's the – it's the 50s, 60s, blah, 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 whatever. I'm sure his wife and his daughter have changed their name and, like – I think that they did. Because, like, I can't imagine growing up with the last name, like, Bundy, and your dad is actually Ted Bundy. No, I don't That's horrifying. Oh, he was nine when he moved into this house. Oh, One and a half bedroom, or one and a half bathrooms, four bedrooms. It's like, ugh. That's a lot of money, and, um, that, a four bedroom, one and a half bath in Washington is probably going for a lot of money, especially if it's the Bundy house. Oh, man. Maybe I'll buy the Bundy house? Yeah, just buy the Bundy house. <laughs> we will use the Bundy house as our recording studio. Oh. <gasps> That'd be so sick. That would. I wish we had the budget for that. I know. <laughs> um, okay, so this says, despite Bundy being one of the most notorious serial killers, there's no evidence he committed any crimes in this childhood home. I Maybe not in his home, no. but, like, if he was, like, accused of something while he was 14, um, killing that girl. Yeah. He was at least living there. And if he really liked that house, he was breaking into houses in the neighborhood. If he really liked that house, he might go back to like haunt it. Oh, of course. Um, This, uh, the Washington Times says that doesn't stop some neighbors. And now the contractors from believing that there's some spooky, um, some, something spooky going on in the house. Help me and leave. I guess that was like written somewhere. Ooh. My daughter started crying. She said she felt weird. She didn't like it there. That's what the, the contractor, contractor said. said. 
Oh, I bet. I can't. Do you, do you think that, like, say, like, a serial killer dies and they have a ghost, like, does their ghost, like, could their ghost be, like, murderous, too, or, like, violent in any way? Because, like, if you're, like, a young student, like, a young female with long, dark hair and you go to check yeah. out Bundy's house, are you going to get, like, attacked by his Well, ghost? maybe that's, like, serial killers become, like, demons. Ooh, that's a good theory. They, like, possess people and maybe kill them that Even way. Even at this point, I'd be possessed by Ted Bundy. I'd be down. <laughs> I'd be down to be possessed by I Ted mean, if Bundy. I'm getting possessed by anything. If Ted, Bundy won't, if Ted Bundy wants to speak through me, like how they yeah. possess someone just to speak through them, I'll do that. Yeah. But I, I want him to do it when I'm, like, being televised. So, I, so people know. So I want, know. mainly I want the attention. Oh, I'm a narcissist. I'm same. Let's just start killing. I feel like that's the only... Let's just start killing. Watch and wait, like, 40 years from now, one of us has murdered someone. They cite this <laughs> podcast. <laughs> First of all, you can't take my podcast seriously. Yeah. Because we obviously, we don't have mics. We don't have anything. We so don't have anything. So it really isn't a serious podcast yeah. at all. Okay, that was the... That, yeah, was, that was Ted Bundy. Ugh. There's so much more, too. Like, it's Yeah, there's a lot like, more. There's a lot a, more. Yeah, that's a general... Um, maybe next time we can always do, like, the... Um, Honestly, we could do more episodes about Ted Bundy. Like, oh, I'm down to do a lot of episodes about horrifying. Ted Bundy and Jeffrey Dahmer. And then I really think that I want to do a lot of episodes about the Green River Killer. Ooh, yeah. Because I have, like, this, like, I don't know why, but yeah. I have this very um, weird connection to him. Yeah. Not, like, anything that's, mm-hmm. no one I knew was affected by him. But yeah. I just feel connected to him. Ooh. Interesting. I, I want to do an episode about Eileen Warnhouse. Never heard of her, but I'm excited. Yeah. So. But do you know, um, there's that Angela um, Johnson, I think her last name is. And she is this serial, she's this killer. Um, and they've done a lot of, she did oh. like a bunch of interviews. And she is the fucking scariest really? person. Like the way that she talks about it, she's like, I just wish I didn't kill the, she's like, I just wish that I would have killed the witness too. Oh, I have seen that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe do something about so her. We should. This is just us brainstorming for our podcast now. Um, <laughs> so yeah, keep us all that to look forward to. For Spooktober, we're going to release a video sometime later this week, mm-hmm. depending on whether our technology is And it's going to be a lot better quality and yeah. edited, and <laughs> it won't be 29 minutes long. Yeah, God. Um, and it won't have a, this one won't have a podcast to yeah, go with We decided it. that that was a poor choice. But the but first no. one does, so it's okay. Yeah. Um, so, give that one a listen to. Yeah, that one will just be a traditional video. What else? Follow us on Instagram and subscribe to our YouTube channel so that you can see if we actually... Yeah, what is our YouTube channel? Is it just like... Try our best podcast. Okay. Mm-hmm. Sweet. Yeah. I'll, I'm gonna, I linked it in the um, Instagram, so you okay, guys should yeah. all be able to find it there. Go to our Insta bio. We also have a Twitter. We have a Twitter now, so follow that. I'll start tweeting, I guess. Yeah. Um... Trying to think of anything else. Intro outro song is a video vampire by Vanishes. Still the best song. Still the best. Yeah. Um, Stay spooky. Stay stay spooky.